What is up, guys? And welcome back to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And we're here to evolve. We're filming today in a cold, cold, Icelandic. It's not uh, even that cold. It's. Well, I'm sick. <laughs> it's cold. Josh is not sick. He has a cold, which if you have a husband who's ever had a cold, you know that that's basically equivalent to giving birth to a baby. My throat glands are sore. I'm a little off. Anyway, it's October, what's today? The 18th. 18th. And it's about 50 degrees, so it's not that cold. It's a raw 50 We're degrees. We're going to have a, a few episodes in this garage until we move, until, I mean, it'll probably be in the 30s, so you better buckle up, buttercup. Anyway, this podcast is for three main areas. We're hitting on business hitting on fitness and nutrition, and we're hitting on lifestyle. So what we want to do is show you guys from a, not a big perspective, but the, the little guy perspective, building it up. We're not at the ground floor. We've, we've done quite a bit. We've had success, so it is a unique perspective. Um, we're in the middle of our journey, and we want to talk to you guys about how you can dive into that as well. So we're going to talk about what we have done. We are going to show you what we're doing now um, and basically teach you from a general perspective how to apply these concepts to a bunch of different areas. So if that's what you're about, if that's what you're looking for, make sure to subscribe, follow along, and uh, welcome to the journey. Today, we're going to talk about talkers versus doers, basically the situation where you're sitting around the bonfire with your friends. People are always talking about, it would be so great if I could blank, and they do nothing about it, or it would be so great if we blank, and nothing ever happens. It's a conversation that uh, doesn't even need to happen because nothing uh, occurs after the fact. People like to talk, talk about things. They like to talk about themselves. They like to talk about ideas. They like to talk about all of the things that they constantly want to do or they should do. And very few people take action on those things. And I think it's obviously something we see across the fitness space. Being coaches, we witness this often with with either prospective clients or people who inquire about working with us or, you know, have all of these these visions about reaching these goals. And, you know, we can kind of tell even for our application process when we have new clients sign up, they'll literally go through this entire application and talk about how much different and how much better their life would be if they reached these goals and then they don't act on it. And that, that happens a lot. These conversations basically start from like a fantasy perspective. Like I say it in the, the hypothetical version of it would be so great if I could, but even relating it back to those applications, like, yeah, everything would be so much better if I did this. But there's no situation in their minds where they think that's realistic or they think that they're actually going to do it. It literally just feels good to talk about it. But the fact of the matter is all these things could come to fruition if they acted on it. So it's just one of those things that I never got. Um, my, I grew up, I was very blessed. My parents told me that I could do anything I set my mind to. And it sounds very cliche, but I believed it. So if there's something that I wanted and something that I felt like I needed to do, I just did it. It wasn't just a conversation where like, oh, you know, this would be so cool if blah, 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 but it's never going to happen. It was, no, this would be really cool. How do we make it happen? Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. My parents have always been pretty supportive, and I think um, it it differs a little bit on my side because they would be supportive, but at the same time, they would also express their fears onto it a little bit. So not that they would ever hold me back, but f to use an example, when I applied to that internship in San Diego where I met you, um, I don't think I even told them until after I already applied. And obviously I didn't accept it right away. I had to wait and see if I would even get accepted. Um, and I got the phone call that I did and I told them 
I basically said, okay, I'm going. But they were, of course, supportive of that and excited for me. Um, but I think there was also just like a, a pause, like, are you really going to do that? Like, is this something you're really going to take action and do? So that's just one example. And of course, like, they were so happy that I went and were completely supportive of the whole thing. But um, I think often, sometimes the people we surround ourselves with too, going back to this from the last podcast, um, can kind of impact whether we do or we do not do something. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. If you see people around you making decisions and making things happen, you're going to see that they're realistic. So it's, I don't want to say you're, you're stuck in the environment you grew up with and you're stuck with, you know, if your parents weren't supportive or if they were like, that's your end game, but that's not the case, but you're obviously more likely to be doing things if you're seeing them happen and you have people openly supporting you. But again, the whole concept with this podcast and with all the other ones that are out there and you know, YouTube channels and all these other things is to encourage you. It's to show you that regular everyday people can do things whether they reach the grand stage or just make enough to do what they want to do within their lives this stuff can happen it's just about how much you want to build it and how much time and effort you want to put into building it but we just want to preach that it is possible and it is accessible as long as you put that work in yeah i mean look at everything that we've built with sd evolution specifically like I don't want to say the cards were stacked against us, but we started SD Evolution in San Diego in a completely saturated part of the country where fitness people just... The fitness capital of the world. Yeah. Like there were so many trainers and so many people doing awesome things that it would have been really easy to get discouraged. But Josh and I knew that there was just something different that we brought to the table and we didn't let what anybody else was doing impact what we did and I think the main thing that that helped us in that situation was just staying true to what we set out to do and staying true to ourselves and what we really found passionate Um, I think that it can be easy to get caught up in like I don't have a specific example here, but there have been times in our business where I would bring an idea to you that was like the new hype or like something new and you'd be like no, we don't need to focus on that. We need to just continue doing what we're doing. Yeah, there's time. There's a time and a place to do those things. And it's not, I don't, I can't think of a time I legitimately shot you down. But if we had that conversation, it would be, these things are not developed yet. We have to finish building these out. And it's not, you can't half-ass something and then jump to the next project, which mm-hmm. I myself am prone to do. I'm an Aries. It's kind of in our trait. I just get excited by new projects. But the concept is you have to finish the one that you started, make sure that's self-sustaining, and then kind of branch off and do other things, which is exactly what we did with Fit Coach Pro. And we've kind of done with like the Mindful Movement Collective and the Mindful Macro Collective now. We changed the name. But SD Evolution was built, and we'll kind of go back to the boot camps thing, but it was built to a point where we have our system down. It's efficient and runs very well. We were able to expand out and branch, so we created a new system with Fit Coach Pro. We created new... Um, abilities for or new channels i'll say um to reach new clients uh, at different rates and you know different accessibility that may not have otherwise been into um training and nutrition with us but just being able to teach them what they need to know and what we do with our one-to-one clients so there's always a time and a place so i don't think that i've ever said no that's a bad idea it's just either wasn't the right time or the potential was not necessarily there in some way shape or form or you know it's something could be a great idea but if you don't have the channel or the the right if it's a totally new market i guess i'll just say we got to stick to our lane in in a sense and build off of our lane 
but that's not actually what we're doing for a couple other things, which we can kind of jump into here in a few minutes. Um, but there's a time and a place. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's not like you were ever like, no, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> but you would, you would said literally those two things. Like it's now, this is a great idea, but now's not the right time. Um, which is funny because everything we're doing right now with MMC, both movement and macros collectives, um, are things that we've wanted to do for a while. And it just wasn't the right time to grow them and, you know, build the app and build out all of these things in the way that we wanted to do it. So knowing when the right time is, is important, but how would you sort of guide somebody who is constantly waiting for the right time versus taking that leap and making that jump and doing the thing now? Take five minutes a day. Stop talking about, okay, this would be good to do. Start thinking about, even if you're not you know, actually taking action, conceptualize what that process would look like. Okay, what would I need? Who would I need on my team? What are the resources that I would need? What are the channels that I would be exploring to get this out to the public or private, depending on, you know, business to business or consumer to consumer, whatever it is that you're working on. What does that process actually entail? So once you start getting that visualized, you can start putting in a little work if it matches up. So this is what I need to do. Here's what I need to get. Can I get those things? Can I do those things? Then you start taking five minutes a day to start putting those into play. And then you start taking a little more time at the end of each day. So, I mean, when we were doing uh, SD Evolution right from the get-go, we were working all day, coming back, and then building this business, working with clients, thinking about what we're doing for, for increasing our reach and all that. So this wasn't something where we kind of just jumped off the ship and said, all right, let's, let's do this now. It was a transition process where we were still working our asses off. The days were insanely long, but we knew this is something we wanted to do. So it was time to put the do it to it. Let's rewind a little bit, though, because initially it was a jump ship effort. <laughs> because when we first started SD Evolution, we basically were doing weekend boot camps. It wasn't anything like it is now. Um, just doing boot camps on the weekends in a park in San Diego. And our current employers 24-hour fitness gave us an ultimatum they didn't like that we were doing that on our own they wanted us to do it for them um but they were like listen you can continue doing that and do your own thing and you will not have your jobs here or you can do it for us and that was when we took the leap because we knew long term working for them was not our long term vision and goal so we took that leap it didn't fail um we just moved back home to connecticut you can't really do boot camps on the weekends all year long in connecticut we didn't have enough money saved up to do to buy an actual gym space or anything like that or even rent a gym space we were very i mean we we had basically your savings we were living off of at the time um and we went back to work. So we kind of went backwards and took that step backwards, continued to keep SD Evolution and everything that we wanted it to be, you know, in our minds and working on it every free second we had. But we were working nine to five jobs and then coming home and doing everything that we could possibly do in that short few hours before bed um, to work on SD Evolution. But stuff. even into the, the boot camp specifically, I wouldn't even say they necessarily succeeded or failed in themselves. Like, we had a decent amount of people. It was what we have like 15 ish every mm -hmm. single week, once or twice a week. So it was <clears throat> literally just enough to pay the bills and do nothing else. But we were in San Diego, so you could just go sit at the beach all day and then go back to work. Um, but it was something where we started with that base. That was the boot camp. The concept from the boot camp was to then pull one to one clients, which we did. So from those 15 or 20 regular boot campers we had, we then had five or 10 one on one people who would train two, three, four, five days a week. And this is all in the park. So we would have some basic equipment. <clears throat> 
we would, we had just enough to kind of get the job done with giving them a good workout and kind of moving forward and teaching them about nutrition and teaching them about what they're doing within these workouts. So this was something where we had just one step above no resources, but we had the passion to do it. We had a following that we were building organically that was very interested in what we were doing and eventually became what SD evolution is today, as far as our niche in, uh, online health coaching. Um, but that boot camp situation in itself wasn't an overwhelming success that led to SD evolution in what it is today. It was just a stepping stone. It got us started. It kind of moved us in the right direction. We learned a lot about building a business and how to, how to take a lead from one side and bring it into another and build a business off of that. So in that sense, it was a success, but on a micro view, it's not like we crushed it from the start with these boot camps. Exactly. And I think this relating this to the, the fitness space and anyone listening who maybe isn't interested in business, but is listening to us for the fitness and health advice, um, you know, taking action and being a talker versus a doer in your fitness goals is this all relates back to that too. So you don't want to jump ship and just change your entire lifestyle all at once. What we teach our clients is you want to start to slowly build those sustainable habits and implement those those small changes every day to eventually get to where you want to be. So we kind of have taken that same approach on both sides, fitness, personal goals and how you run our business and also how we run our business and how we've built our business. Absolutely. But to, I mean, when we say talkers versus doers, we are relating the majority of this episode to the business side of things, but it's, it's with everything. Oh, I could have a better life if I picked up this extra shift, if I did this workout, if I started reading these books and learned a little bit more about X, Y, or Z. So it's all up to you. You know, it's, it's not just I'm stuck in my ways and that's what it is. Although most of us make it out to be that way. It can be whatever you want it to be. And one of like my primary motivating factors for even just talking about this on this episode is my dad. He is, he's a carpenter. He's incredible at everything that he does. He's, you know, built houses, done remodels, additions. He's awesome with custom furniture. He literally took a dead tree in their backyard, cut it down, shaved the bark off. And, uh, he bought this big swirly slide for Kai. He built a base for it or he rebuilt the base for it. He built a platform on the tree for it. He stained the tree and the platform to match and he's sitting the slide on top of this tree stump. This is just something he decided to do on a whim and it was incredible. It looks incredible. It's not even done yet, but like the whole thing, we can see how it's coming together and it's awesome. And this is something like he can make a ton of money doing. And I have these conversations all the time. It started with these custom windows. So for, he had this idea and it was started with my mom for, I think it was her anniversary or her birthday, one or the other. Um, he built her this big picture frame the actual full-size window, a good-size window, built the frame around the window, made it nice and pretty, and blew up um, a big picture of one of the lakes nearby. So in her office without any windows, she had this beautiful lake to look out at a sunset. So it was just something where he he's like, oh, I could make this in different designs and you know have options for pictures, or they can bring their own pictures. And I'm like, that's a really good idea. And with something like Etsy or you know just building it on social media in, in some way, shape, or form, like you can build an actual business out of this. Mm-hmm. Like he's very good at what he does. He likes what he does. I know he doesn't love what he does, and he has his own shop. He rents out this shop to do these fun little side projects that he does once in a while. But he could make a killing doing what he loves and helping people something as simple as putting windows in a windowless room, improving their lives. But it's just a situation where, you know, we like to talk about shit that we, that we would like to do, but we're going to continue to stick with what we're comfortable with just because it's what we do. And it's what we've always done. We know that works. 
So it's almost like a leap of faith, not necessarily not believing in ourselves, but because he knows how good he is at what he does and everyone sees it. it's incredible work that he does. But he's like, can I really build a business out of this? Because he, he never has. I think when you're so passionate about something and it's something that you really enjoy, it can be scary and sort of fearful to take that leap to make it a reality for a lot of people. And I think that a lot of the times we're just holding ourselves back because we think like, what if it fails? What if I can't pay the bills from this? What if it doesn't take off? Like I think it will. I want to stop you right there though. What is the worst case scenario in that situation? No, I know I'm, I'm, you didn't let me finish my point. Take it. <laughs> there, it, there is no worst case scenario. And that's where I was going with that. Like, yes, all of these limiting beliefs in your mind can be reasons to not do it, but if it can possibly make you live a happier life and be something that you're so passionate about and you love waking up doing every day and you wake up and you just feel good about the life that you're living and what you do, then it's worth pursuing. Um, so I wasn't trying to say not to do it. I was just saying <laughs> that I know you weren't saying that I was just jumping in with the exclamation point. Like what is the worst case scenario? Yeah. What I is, mean, like if you go through the steps of all that, let's say you're, you're in the initial step right now. So you started what we just said as far as you're still working, you're doing these other things and you're building this on the side. The worst case scenario is that you made no money doing it. So, okay, that's yeah. fine. You continue to work. You continue to do these things. You tried it. It didn't work. Maybe you circle back to it later and you tried it from a different angle or you just don't do it at all. But you tried. You had fun because we're talking about something you're passionate about. You had fun building that and it was something you, you threw a dart at. So it's... It's one of those deals where not everything's going to work. But again, by doing something you are passionate about, <clears throat> that's kind of the main theme with this. So it's we've had some things that haven't worked. We, I, uh, for whatever reason, got really into watches for like 10 minutes. And I <laughs> thought it would be really cool to launch some kind of affordable watch brand that even undercut um, movement. Is it movement? Movement, movement yeah. Watches, yeah. So we created a brand called Capture Your Edge. It was a miserable fail. I did it with her brother and uh, one of our buddies. And we just, one of us knew a lot about watches or a decent amount about watches. One of us or two of us were just enjoying the process and knew a little bit about business and figured we'd, we'd throw a dart at this thing. Didn't work at all, but we got to design some watches. We got to figure out what that mass order process looked like and as far as pricing and this and that. And we had like one successful promotion where we got all of our money back and a little bit more and we still got to keep all the extra watches and I give think away to we our have literally hundreds of watches no idea where it is. in our storage unit probably it's not from hundreds a lot of watches it's a lot of watches <laughs> in our storage unit so if anybody wants a watch hit us up I gave them out to my groomsmen and they loved I mean they were nice they look good they had a cool little they logo did. on them we I had a nice style to them I think the issue with we're that we're just not watch guys I think the issue with that and I'll tell you why I think that failed is because we were still so consumed with growing SD Evolution. SD Evolution was not even like on the map at that point yet. We were just getting married. Like the, we had a lot of things going on and we, you just didn't truly prioritize that because it wasn't your main passion. So That's true. I think that, you know, when you're starting a business or starting about doing something, thinking about doing something that you want to do, um, I get this question from a lot of aspiring online coaches too. Like, where do I even start right now? I want to, I want to do what you do, but I don't even know where to begin. You have to make sure you're in it for the right reason. So you, especially in the world of online coaching, but this goes for any business, you have to make sure you're in it to care about the people that you're helping and first and foremost helping them it's not about working from home it's not about making more money it's not about living this glamorous life on social media it's about 
who can I help today? How can I help them? And what's the best value that I can give them in any way? That's a huge point. And just like you said, it can't be about making money initially. It has to be something that you are really enjoying and you're really passionate about. Because if that wasn't the case, then the Capture Edge watches would have been a miserable fail. But I don't view it like that because I still had fun doing it. I still liked the watches. They were still cool watches. So it was just exactly like you said. We were stretched in so many different ways and a lot of times are very directly related to what you said about I've told you this is a good idea, but yeah. it's not the right time. That's exactly what happened. Exactly. It may not even have been a great idea, but it was absolutely not the right time because we were stretching ourselves too thin doing so many other things. So that was absolutely a situation um, that was put into play. But it's just one of those things like if we're interested in something and it shows potential, we build it. That's always kind of been our philosophy. So if something seems like a great idea or we're not interested or passionate about it, we let it go. But if it seems like a good idea, we really like the concept and there might be some potential, we always explore it. So we have those conversations. We look into it and figure out what that would entail, just like we just talked about, you know, the conceptualizing the, the process. So every conversation we have, would it be cool? Um, we don't let that, that conversation die. And if it is cool and we want to run with it, we absolutely dive in and we, we kind of build this out. So kind of going off script with, oh, this doesn't really build from where we already are. We've been thinking about real estate. I've been thinking about real estate for a long time. Um, so we, we were always considering or having that conversation about building out Airbnbs and what that would, that would look like. So that was always on the back burner because I knew it had to be the right time. There had to be enough resources for us to be able to put into this, um, to make it work. Cause you don't just go buy houses and buildings and, and lots without having a plan. So we're getting close to that point. We're not there yet, but we have a couple friends who we're also kind of thinking about. I've had this conversation with some family. I've got family in construction as I touched on. Um, and they're, they waffle, like I kind of just said, so yeah, we could do it maybe, I don't know, I, but I need people who are passionate about what the project is. So not to say they wouldn't be, um, but when I have that conversation, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, which is our slogan for everything. So we did find a couple friends who were like, yeah, this sounds really awesome. So we actually sat down to dinner, had that conversation, figured out or began figuring out what roles would look like, what the process would look like, what my concept is, what, as far as the type of properties that I want to build out and the experiences that I want to create. But again, it's not quite aligned with what we're doing, but it's always been in the back of our minds where when it is the right time and we have the right resources and we can put some energy into it, we wanted to make it happen. Yeah. I think this is a good segue too to just discuss, you know, how do you know who to bring on your team or who to work with? And like you said, you can't just take people in who kind of seem interested but you in your head think they're a good fit like you have to make sure that the people that you hire for your business or work together or partner together with on a project are people who are just as passionate about whatever you're doing as you are and um, even if it's not directly what you're doing like just for an example when we first met Greg who's our web developer for SD Evolution and also our partner for Fit Coach Pro um, we didn't really know what to expect. We, we met this, this random guy in New York city and he was a friend of a friend and he, he was the brother-in-law of a client. He just turned out to be this awesome human who we aligned with on so much. And we could tell he was really passionate about what he was doing. He took time to listen to what we, we wanted him to do and needed him to do. And he just fit in. You can kind of get that gut feeling like your gut is smart. What's your gut has, what is it? Your gut and your brain are related. 
They're you do more gut brain research than I do. But the gut brain axis. But your gut feeling is a legit thing. So when you have a gut feeling about somebody, listen to your gut because if you're not listening to it now, you're going to pay for it later. Yeah, Greg is something where if we grew up together, he would be in the best friend group and he's he's been family ever since. So this is like we don't start businesses with random people like our other partner, Joel. We had over a couple times. Her husband came over and again, we just vibed right from the start. And it was like I think I mentioned very like in one sentence, say, hey, if you guys ever want to partner on Fit Coach Pro as we're building it out. And when she texted you that night or called you that night, she's like, hey, what did he mean? Yeah. They like immediately jumped on board. I'm like, uh, was Josh serious about partnering with Fit Coach Pro? But I think it's funny because when I first like Joelle and I were just like online Instagram friends for like the longest time. And Josh has always been skeptical of my online friends, quote unquote. But honestly, social media is an amazing thing and has brought so many awesome people in my life. Um, so when Joelle and I were planning to get together for the first time, Josh was like, she has to come here. I need to meet this, this girl and make sure she's like a real person. Before you make me look like a psycho, (laughs) people, they're crazy. You met this girl online and you wanted to go to New York city where I could possibly never hear from you again. If anything was sketchy, you get picked up in a van and you disappear, you get flown out from JFK. That was me doing my due diligence protecting you I understand and this it wasn't like oh this psycho won't let her meet other other people no it was an online friend I'm always weary you're not going to New York City by yourself and it was just it, I'm glad it happened because it worked out great like they're a part of the family now too but there's a reason for everything that I do no I understand it and I just think it's funny that 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 turned into what it is now but again Bring people on your team that you get that good gut feeling about and you know are going to help you in your mission and not necessarily just the people who have the best credentials on paper, um, but, you know, the people who you align with and who you feel good about and who just feel like they fit, like it's a puzzle piece and they just fit into your puzzle. All of our, the applications that we took in for SD Evolution when we first hired a couple of coaches, we had plenty of all of them are a, awesome. A plus resumes. And yeah. all this, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And not to say that we didn't vibe with all of them, but the ones that we chose were the ones that we vibed with the most. If, if you ask yourself, could I hang out with this person outside of work? Would I be friends with this person outside of work and enjoy all of our time together? And they check the boxes for the resume. That's the person you run with. So even just circling back to Joel and Greg, they checked all those boxes. We vibe personality wise and they were passionate about everything we've been trying to do and trying to build and working to build. And it wasn't something where we had to coax them into, oh, you know what? We could really do this. We didn't have to sell them on anything. Mm-hmm. They asked us. They came to us and said, hey, how do we get in on this? Yeah. And I think even just from a social media perspective, as somebody who is partnered with a few brands, I'm not like a huge influencer, but I have a couple brands who I am very close with and I have signed contracts with and I am sponsored slash a part of their their brand. Um, you know, it goes this goes for that, too. Um you know, you can't just partner with the first brand that offers you a free outfit or a free whatever. Like you have to make sure that everything you do is in alignment with who you are as a brand and as a person. And, you know, even on the flip side, if you're a brand and you're looking for influencers, make sure that these people are are really in alignment with who you are as a brand. It all goes back and forth and kind of applies in all ways. But the people that represent you and that work with you and that you hire to be on your team and that just are a part of your mission need to fully be a part of your mission. Let's 
I'm going to lead into a segue next, but do you remember what I told you? So I forget what even happened, but how much more valuable you are to a brand than that brand is to you specifically. Remember what I said about that? I remember you saying that. I don't remember what else you said. We're going to talk about social media and the ability to generate wealth in a second, but the whole point is affiliates are home runs. If you can find the perfect affiliate, the person who has that reach, who has an engaged audience, there is nothing more valuable right now. And that's why everyone's making so much money doing it because it's not like you're paying for an ad. It's not like they're watching TV, listening to you on the, on the radio, see you an ad pop up on the internet. Like those things just don't work anymore to the extent that they used to at this point, everything's word of mouth. So finding an affiliate who aligns with your brand and is actually passionate about what you're doing, you've bought, you've gotten someone else to buy into your brand and then you want them to sell that to not sell it, but spread the word to their followers within their reach. That's gold. There's, there's nothing better than that for a company right now. So what I had said to you, I forget what the situation was, but it was essentially, you can't necessarily worry about making them happy all the time because you are the asset. You are the one who's, who's the most valuable. And it's like, you don't have a million followers, but all of your followers are highly engaged. So I would say your engagement is equivalent to someone close to a million because everyone who's in that group is passionate about the things that you say. And there's nothing more powerful and worth or valuable to a, to a company than someone with that type of reach and that type of audience. Yeah, and for me as the the influencer, um, I care about my audience. I'm not one of those influencers that just posting out links left and right and just you know uh, working with brands left and right. When this I tea I've never taken before, it's really good for you. When I work with somebody, I want to one make sure it's something I'm already using and loving, but two, it's something that my my followers and my audience can really benefit from and will appreciate. So. I think that you have a great point there and I totally agree with you on everything you said. And, you know, if you're somebody who's an influencer listening or you want to kind of go into the space, you have to just remind yourself that you've worked so hard to build this community um, or even if you don't have one yet, that's that should be your goal. Your goal should not be to reach X amount of followers. It's not about that anymore. It's about the engagement. And it's about impacting people. And it's about helping the people that are already following you. That's the three biggest tips I could give anybody who's looking just to get into the world of social media, whether it's as an influencer or as a brand. It applies to both. It's not about growing your following. And obviously, of course, more eyeballs on you, the better. But you don't want to just have that as your main focus. You want to focus on the quality and serving your people, um, kind of similar to weight loss, right? You don't want to focus on the number on the scale or hitting a certain number on the bar. You want to focus on the journey and on, on, you know, doing things the right way. So that's my little pro tip of, of advice there. Yeah. And I mean, the segue I was taking was that it has never been easier to generate wealth. So we have so many channel, channels. You've got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, you know, all these different things. And if you're good at what you do and you're good at showing your work and you can show people your product through those channels, and then, you know, build engagement from that point. That's how you start your business. I think in this day and age, it's, it's not ads. It's, you know, it's, you don't need a brick and mortar shop. You can do all these things from your home or from a shop that you rent out and then kind of send things out. But the whole point is that word of mouth is what's getting you business. It's not, it's organic. The stuff that you're paying for isn't going to be as fru fruitful as the organic spread. And you know, that happens as long as you treat your customers well, you have a quality product, you're passionate about what you do and you show them what's happening from a channel like that. Yeah, you can literally sell anything on social media. And as much as I 
or we have hated on MLMs in the past. Honestly, they're in kind of some of them, not all of them, but if they're going about the right way, they... I'm going to I'm gonna cut you off because <laughs> we're not promoting an MLM. I'm not that's, promoting an MLM. That's, I know you're not, but I know what you're trying to say and I'm going to clean it up. So the concept of an MLM is, is the gold where it's people yes. selling to more people. It's not a business selling people and in a fair market that would be fantastic it's it's not mlms or typically pyramid schemes yes the I know. product ends up being way more costly than it needs to be because it's a pyramid scheme and everyone in your ladder has to get paid so no mlms suck but what you were saying <laughs> what you were saying was people selling to people is where the gold is yes. at and there's there is a better way to do it there is a model to do that which we're kind of building out that isn't an mlm it's just giving people fair compensation and taking from our margins directly exactly. to pay them which exactly. is which is the fair trade way to do that yes that's what i meant i wasn't trying I to promote right MLM. I <laughs> trust me <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up there that was just our our basic rundown of talkers versus doers and basically how to put a plan into action whether it is business whether it is fitness, lifestyle, anything along those lines, understand that this stuff is realistic. It's it's not easy to do, but it's accessible to you. So don't sit back and have these conversations and think that this can't happen for you because we're doing it. There are a ton of other people doing it, and it's never been easier to do it as long as you have a passion, you're delivering a value, and you're putting a plan into action. Yeah, that action is everything. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you are not following along on social media, I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro and everything else is linked in the description. And if you have not yet, please leave a review. If you've listened to more than one of these, that's all that I'm asking of you. There's nothing that I'm trying to sell you. We're here to try to help. So for you to help us, jump into that Apple podcast, leave a review. Nice little comment would be very helpful. Helps us expand our reach. So thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast this week. We will catch you next week with a fresh episode. Later.